Hello, friend and colleague. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music on our podcast show today, episode 169. My fabulous guest is the Dr. Ginevra Williams. And today we're talking about happy singing, specifically happy hormones that help us to learn. Vocal pedagogy with one of the world's finest vocal pedagogues right here on the Full Voice Podcast. Hello, welcome, thank you. Thank you so much for pressing play and tuning in to the Full Voice Podcast. Friends, my name is Nikki, and if you're new to the podcast, this is a podcast for voice teachers. Uh, We share vocal pedagogy, we share business strategies, and we share best practices for your teaching studio. And uh, we have have an amazing uh, uh, lineup of guests coming up this year. This is season six. Seven, oh my goodness, of our podcast. And today's conversation is going to just be fantastic. Now, before I dive into it, I just want to shout out and say hello. And I hope that you are having a fabulous day. If you are listening to this podcast at time of release, it is October. It is beautiful. I am in Hemford Forest. Nova Scotia, and the weather has been delightful. Now, friends, we did just have a few weeks ago Hurricane Fiona rolled through the Maritimes. Now, fortunately, where I am in the province, we did not um, we did not have any damage to our home or our property. We lost power for about twenty four hours, but losing power is a thing here, so we have a generator. So, all in all, we uh, we were very pleased with um, with uh, how we survived the storm. And I want to thank everyone. I had so many people reach out. Uh, through my uh, through my social media channels and even people that had just m- like sent an email through the website just wishing and and hoping that we were okay and safe from the storm and friends that's so sweet and thank you for your kindness that that really really made me smile so thank you for that um, I also want to let everybody know that uh, we have so many fun things speaking of fall the beautiful fall weather. There's only a couple of weeks left before Halloween. It is not too late to go to our website, go to the Spooky Singing for All Ages page because I've organized all of the Halloween and Spooky Singing stuff onto one page. There are uh, singing games on there that are free downloads. There is a wonderful vocal study. Uh, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to mention the Halloween, spelt with four E's and an exclamation mark, by Donna Rodenizer, a spooky vocal study, is not just for your kiddos. In fact, I challenge you to give the Halloween vocal study to some of your teenagers, even some of your young adults. Why? Because singing semitones, chromatic passages, is tricky. It is tricky, and it is a wonderful exercise, a wonderful warm-up. So if you're looking to embrace the season, 
I want you to go to our website, Halloween, exclamation mark, by Donna Ronizer. It's on there. It's a free download. And it comes with a bonus track that has a spooky uh, a spooky uh, organ sound, which the kids love, by the way. People love singing with backing tracks. And that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, we're going to be having some new songs uh, coming up on the website very soon, some new single song downloads and new products coming out. And in this, in this podcast, show, we're actually going to give you a sample of one of the songs, one of the arrangements from our our Christmas release. It's a song book and, a, and an activity book, a singing activity book uh, called Oh Christmas Tree. So we're going to have a sample of that a little later in the show. But let's get to our topic today. My special guest is Dr. Ginevra Williams. Now, Ginevra was a previous guest. She's been a guest before. In podcast episode 134, uh, we were talking about the research, her research in in uh, Young Voices, um, and also... Uh, we were talking about helping students with pitch and also Ginevra was talking about some of her online courses that are um, uh, available for teachers to listen to. So amazing conversation with Ginevra back in 134. But today's conversation was inspired by uh, the uh, feedback and the conversation that we had in Chicago. I had the most incredible opportunity to share the stage with Dr. Williams and with my good friend Dana Lentini, who's also been on the podcast several times. Our topic was, of course, working with children, and we all kind of dug in to a specific topic. Now, Ginevra shared the uh, the research and the, and the science, and, and she had audio files of the different voices at different stages in, a, in the child's life. Um, she had some beautiful recordings, very interesting recordings of boys going through voice change. That was so helpful. In my part of the presentation, I talked about play-based learning, engaging lessons, and how how to take your pedagogy and make it kid-friendly. And then our good friend Dana, well, she brought in two little singers, and she basically taught these two wonderful little kiddos uh, a singing lesson. One was seven, and I think one was ten. Overall, a beautiful presentation. So many wonderful takeaways. Now, if you are interested in seeing that presentation, it is part of the NATS, N-A-T-S, Learning Library. If you are a member of NATS, you can um, purchase the presentations from the convention. So if you didn't get to go to Chicago uh, and see the the presentations in person, you can go online. They were all recorded. So I hope that if you're interested in seeing that presentation, you'll check it out. But we were talking at uh, the convention and we had many wonderful lunches together, lots of laughs. Um, but we were talking about happy singing and and play-based learning. And, and Ginevra has enormous research here. And she said, then we started talking about the happy hormones that we needed in order for uh, for successful learning. And I asked her, if she would be so kind to come up to my hotel room and talk more about this and share more information. And she was uh, delightful in saying yes. Now, friends, I do want to give you a heads up. This podcast was recorded in Chicago, uh, 42 floors up, but you can still hear the traffic and the sirens of downtown Chicago. 
My husband has done his best to minimize the background noise, but it is there. So hopefully you will still be able to take away the amazing information from this. Just know that there is quite a bit of background noise. Um, I guess it was the time of day that Ginevra and I were speaking. Uh, So friends, without any further ado, Dr. Ginevra Williams. Welcome to the podcast, although this is very special because my my listeners can't hear this, but I'm actually sitting in the same room with Dr. Ginevra Williams. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's just such a treat to sit in the same room as you, Nikki. It has been such a beautiful time. We're at the convention here in Chicago, and meeting you for the first time was thrilling. Sharing a workshop with you was amazing, and... Uh, the lunches we've shared and the conversation has just been amazing. Thank you so much. And lots of laughing. Oh my goodness. Lots of laughing, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yes, yes. So I, I asked, I asked Ginevra, while you're here, would you be so kind to uh, talk to me about a, a topic? And I asked you what you'd like to, and, and um, you wanted to talk about happy hormones. Happy hormones, yes. Well, that's part of it, but it's a, it's, I suppose the broader topic is how to be nice to people. Oh. How to be nice to people and get the most out of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're trying to teach somebody mm-hmm. to do something, mm-hmm. if you're nice to them, they'll learn better. Mm. It'll be more effective. Yes. And they'll remember it and they'll enjoy the process. Mm. So there's... A bit of science behind it, which okay. is where the hormones come in. Okay. Or rather the neurotransmitters, mm. to be get it absolutely right. So the neurotransmitters are the chemicals in the brain that help the synapses to talk to each other. Mm. So when we're forming ideas in the brain, when we're forming pathways, which is what we're doing when we're learning, mm-hmm. those will be formed much quicker and more effectively if the messages travel through the neurons Mm. more quickly Mm -hmm. and they travel through the neurons and from one neuron to the next neuron much quicker if there's the right environment at the end of those synapses Mm. and that's where the neurotransmitters come in Mm. and when you're happy you get a wash of happy hormones coming in Mm. that create this perfect bath around the end of the of the neurons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that means the messages go zip zip really quick through your brain and you learn interesting so you learn much more effectively Mm. when you are happy that so I wanted to just let everybody know when we were working on our presentations um, I was. I would always say things like, you know, children learn best, and young people and play-based learning is so good for early childhood development. But you reminded me that this is how all of us learn. It's not we don't age out from play-based learning or happy environments in which we learn. This is everybody. Yeah, there's no rule to say you're not allowed to have any more fun after the age of twenty-one. 
and and that's hard though sometimes in the in the voice studio because when you're dealing with professionals that have all those per, like performances and pressure on them and and also students who are studying full time right they've got an awful lot of stuff to get through they've got to right. present a recital at the end of the year there's a lot of competition mm. it's a very stressful mm-hmm. environment for them mm-hmm. and they they thrive they do much better mm. if it's not perceived as competitive if everybody helps everybody else along the way oh that is one thing I did a long time ago. I stopped putting my kids into competitive things and focused on more family-oriented, friendly, community-type performances. And taking that compare and despair away from my students and out of my studio made it was such a game-changer. Mm. Um, how can we do that? How, how, how would you recommend we approach this if we're trying to make it more fun what are some of your strategies the words that we use Mm. are really really crucial Mm. and we know on on one extreme that if a child is really frightened or really anxious they're not going to learn very well Mm. if there's cortisol washing around the body Mm. adrenaline washing around the, the brain has become hijacked by that it mm. won't you can't learn constructively mm. all mm. you can do is get away from what's frightening you right so if you're being threatened you know the old-fashioned you know big stick learning right. if you don't get this right I'm gonna I had a piano teacher who used to hit my knuckles <gasps> no yeah she used to hit me over the knuckles when I oh. played things wrong oh my goodness yeah are, are they still alive? Could you show her this research? <laughs> <laughs> she died a long, long time ago. She was very old school. Um, but that doesn't really teach you how to play the piano better or how to sing better. It just teaches you to avoid what you're frightened of. Right. So that's, that's one extreme. And I think we... I would hope that all teachers know that that you don't scare your children. Mm. You don't scare your students. But we might give them a message that says, if you don't do well in your exams, you won't succeed. If you don't mm-hmm. get these grades, you won't get into a good university. Mm. And that's, got, that's a threat. You're, yes, you're right. That's a threat, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, let's see, let's have fun. Mm-hmm learning this stuff let's see what grades you get whatever you get it's where you are at the moment and we'll be really happy with that and if you've worked hard we'll be really proud of you and then let's see what the next step is what would you recommend for maybe the little ones that are always in the fight or flight like because you see that they i i've i know that children that have anxiety that switch is very sensitive. It doesn't take much for that switch to go off. The room could be too bright. It could be too loud. How can we best give, like, create a safer space for them? Know them. Mm. Ask them mm. what they want. Yeah. Ask them what makes them feel comfortable. Mm. Ask them what makes them anxious. Ask them parents. Mm. Everybody's a bit different. It's true. And this is... This is where inclusivity is really getting, getting a bit of traction now. It's just recognising the fact that 
you've got to address each individual person who comes into your room mm-hmm. on their terms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and communicate with them as an individual in the way that suits them best. And we're giving them agency if we're giving yeah. them choice. Yeah. yeah. So back to the the words that we choose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't go with the really scary stuff. We're not going to use those threats that people think are maybe helpful, but they're not helpful. But. We've also got to think about the idea of the nocebo. Do you know about a nocebo? Mm. Well, you know about a placebo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the placebo effect is when somebody gets better or improves because they believe that they're going to. Right. And we, I use this in my teaching all the time. I'm always using placebos. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my I students. Don't, don't let them listen to no. this podcast. No. If you do this, it'll be much easier. And then they do it and they go, oh, it's much easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the nocebo is when you plant a negative idea. Oh. Um, and that, so an example is on medications where you get side effects oh potential yes. side effects. Oh, you read the side effects and you think oh no i'm gonna get headaches i'm gonna get nausea. my hair's I'm gonna, gonna fall yeah out. i'm gonna get this, this this and immediately you're worried about it and you start yes. to get headaches and you start to get nausea and you start to get all those things right that's a nocebo oh okay so if a student comes in and you say your jaw is a bit tight isn't it oh and immediately their jaw is going yeah. to clench yeah oh that's a nocebo. Mm. So you switch that around and say, shall we have a go at singing with a looser jaw? Let's mm. really feel what it, what it feels like just to let go a little bit of mm. that. The holiday season is just around the corner. And if you're looking for some new resources and music for your teaching studio, I want you to check out Oh Christmas Tree, seasonal singing activities and holiday music. It's a new songbook from Full Voice Music. It features original songs and incredible arrangements by Donna Rodenizer. Here's a sample of O Little Town of Bethlehem for four voices. Oh,
That beautiful song is from Oak Christmas Tree, Seasonal Singing Activities, and Holiday Music with special arrangements by Donna Rodenizer. You can find it on our website and on Amazon Worldwide. Oh, okay. So if a student comes in and you say, your jaw is a bit tight, isn't it? Oh, and immediately their jaw is going yeah. to clench. Yeah. Oh, that's a nocebo. Mm. So you switch that around and say, shall we have a go at singing with a looser jaw? Let's mm. really feel what it, what it feels like just to let go a little bit of that. Mm. I... The, the moment I decided to take my kids out of festivals and competitions had to do with a, an, ex, an adjudicator that basically said, if you keep singing like that, this is going to happen. And it was, I was like, you, that, you do, they're here to get some positive feedback, not to be frightened into yeah. something. And that was, that was the breaking straw. I was like, I am not putting, I don't know these adjudicators. I'm not putting my kids in. I don't want to deal with the damage that you just did. No. And how do they know anyway? Right? You just heard them sing a two minute song. How do they know? Absolutely. There's yeah. always a rule breaker out there. There's always somebody who does something that they really shouldn't do and they get away with it. <laughs> that was never me. <laughs> oh, this is so helpful. I, I want to thank you so much for your work, your books, and your website has some courses coming up. Can you let everybody know about what's happening on your, or your website? Absolutely. So this, this came out of the pandemic. You know how we've really shifted our ideas a little bit about how to communicate with people and how to get information to a wider audience. Mm -hmm. And I have always run courses for teachers. So I've run either, it might just be a couple of hours, it might be three days where we meet up in a room somewhere and we all get together and I will teach them Mm -hmm. a course you know for example my teaching young voices mm -hmm. course which if I do the whole package it's three days right three days and we had such fun when I used to do this in person because mm. we would all get to know each other really well it would be immersive it would be intensive it would be real friendships would form yeah. in those three days because mm -hmm. there'd be a lot of talking a lot of, of toing and froing of course we couldn't do that so we all had to reinvent ourselves very quickly. Yes. And I put my courses online. Like delivered in live but mm -hmm. on over over an online platform. Yes. And then that was brilliant because I got people from all over the world mm -hmm. coming in and I would get people from the the US getting up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you read those time zones, I know. <laughs> and I'd get people in India sitting in the dark, you know, because it was midnight and okay. So that was that was really good. But I was delivering the same material over and over again and I thought it'd be so much more useful to pre record yes. all of that material, put it on a website as films. Mm -hmm. And then people can come to me and have an hour of one-to-one -one oh, online lovely. talking about it with their questions, with their feedback, with their, how would I take this further? Right. 
uh, we could even organise small groups, discussion mm. groups of people who've done the course. Do you want to come and talk about it on Tuesday at four o'clock? You know, right. we'll all meet up and talk through. Mm. That I think is the most important yeah. part too. I mean, self-study is wonderful, but to be able to unpack it with others is essential. Mm. So I've got three courses mm. coming out any day. Um, the one obviously that's going to be most interest for this audience is the Teaching Young Voices course. Mm -hmm. And for that I've got 20 hours of online film content. Wow. But don't worry, it's split up into <laughs> chapters. And but with <laughs> and each... online courses, we can study it. We don't have to get up yep. in the middle of the night. Yep. To, uh, that's brilliant. Each film is half an hour. Wow. And you can pause it and go make yourself a cup of tea and come back. And you can write some notes and you can try some things out and then you can come back to it. So it's, you have got that flexibility. Mm -hmm. And it means that people can engage with it all when they've got busy lives. Yes, yes. Excellent. Now, but you have another one. You have a... I've got two more courses. Two more courses. Two more courses. One is the um, Foundations and Fundamentals for Singing Teachers. Oh. So it doesn't have all of the information on developing voices because this is for singing teachers right. who teach anyone. All ages. All ages. But it does have the really useful information about, well, the functional anatomy, mm -hmm. so how, mm -hmm. how everything works and how it interrelates, uh, all about the, the learning, mm. coaching, mm. teaching, the how the brain learns really which is again it's quite new information a lot of this nice and to know why certain things are learned more easily okay another thing yes. to think about play-based yes. learning yes yes happy hormones why does play-based learning work so much more effectively because when you are playing and having fun and using your imagination mm you have multi-sensory activity going on in your brain. Mm -hmm. You've got bits of your brain lighting up to do with touch, to do with sight, to do with hearing, to do with smell, taste, all of those things, to, sure. to do with memories of things that have happened in the past, to do with anticipation of things that are going to happen in the future. All of those are buzzing about at the same time mm. because you're playing. Mm. And therefore, with the learning that happens is much more universally embedded in the brain. Oh, so it stays. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a core because it's memory. got so many different things mm. to pin onto. Mm -hmm. If you're just studying something and you're just doing your breathing exercise and you're just focusing on the movement of your abdomen when you're doing a breathing exercise <laughs> and there's nothing else going on in your brain. Right it doesn't get remembered so easily. Mm. If you're listening to a funny story while you're doing it, or you've just seen something amusing on the screen, or you've just had a different experience, or you've just, you, you know, you can mm. use all sorts of, of playful stimuli, like thinking about your favorite chocolate, or thinking about- I love that. Yeah, sports activities, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's put movement with it, let's, let's dance or move your hands around and mm -hmm. let's draw the patterns with your hands in the air oh, see so this fun. is this is what happens on a podcast i'm sitting here bouncing up and down waving my arms around i wish i had a video of it <laughs> <laughs> I, I that it's so lovely i find too um when when we're playing 
and the, and a student is starting to relax, they're far more willing to maybe tell you how they're feeling or tell you what like they they will open up in ways that you don't get them if you're just basically making them go through a testing type of thing and I find that even my shyest students as, as soon as they're having fun as soon as you hear the little giggles then they start to communicate with you and they just open up and 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 sometimes it doesn't happen right away like sometimes that that processing time and and I think it's just they're they need that guarantee that it's a safe space and that doesn't happen right away. Safety is the other really, really important ingredient mm. for learning. Mm. You've got to feel safe in the space. Mm. You can't, if you're frightened or you feel threatened or you feel unsure or you feel like you're being judged, oh, ouch. you're not going to feel safe. Mm. And again, the chemical blend in your brain is going to be squiffy because you're going to have too much cortisol. Right. The the hormone that is the feel-good hormone mm -hmm. are the endorphins and those are triggered by, well, by, by pleasant activities, they're mm -hmm. triggered by all sorts of things. But the endorphins are, are crucial for that. The other very important one is oxytocin mm. and oxytocin is a bonding hormone, it's it's the love hormone. Mm. It's what we are. I mean, we get awash with it when we give birth. Mm. We um, are flooded with it when we fall in love. Uh, it's, when we hold our puppy dogs. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oxytocin. But we also get flooded with oxytocin when we do things together that we enjoy. Oh, So wow. singing together oh. pumps oxytocin into your body. Mmm. I, I mean, you see this a lot. People say, oh, singing, you know, uh, releases endorphins. And I'm thinking, but only if they're comfortable, right? Yes. But only if you're having fun. So if you have a terrified student that is singing, there's no endorphin. That is not no. going to happen. No. Right. Oh, Ginevra. Now, go back to your other course. Oh, yes, the right. third one. The third course. I don't want people to miss it. Choral Director's Guide to oh. Singers. Mm. So this is a really, really useful one for anybody, obviously, who runs a choir, but for MDs who work in theatre, for, mm. for MDs who are coaching in theatre mm. schools. So your Saturday morning theatre mm -hmm. school, yep. you've got the coaches as well as the singing teachers got the people conducting the shows mm. they need to know about the singers that they're working with mm. classroom teachers mm. classroom teachers who run a choir yes really really useful information oh, for them so your website is my personal website yeah is www.ginevrawilliams.com okay the website that has these courses on is evolving voice so that's www.evolvingvoice.co.uk. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to put links, mm -hmm. direct links to your website and your information on the show notes. I adore you and I've had such a wonderful time with you and I want to thank you for your generosity, for the work that you did with your book because it transformed my teaching years ago. I'm 
overwhelmed with endorphins right now because I just I've had such a wonderful time with you and thank you for sharing this wonderful information with my listeners thank you so much for having me A very special thank you to Dr. Ginevra Williams for sharing that information. If you go to the show notes, you will find all of the links mentioned to Ginevra's website and to her online courses. And I do want to just remind you before I let you go, next time on the Full Voice Podcast, it's me. I'm going to be talking about engagement, student engagement, and better lesson pacing. We're going to be talking about how we observe our students and take that information and then modify our lesson plans to serve them better. That is episode 170 of the Full Voice Podcast coming up next time. My friend, please make sure you get outside in the sunshine today, go for a walk and celebrate that you have this amazing opportunity to help people discover their voices and find the joy of singing in your studios. As always, I am wishing you inspired teaching, 